0: Sometimes some property investors are desperate to do a deal. When that happens, they make mistakes and mistakes are costly. And I want to help you avoid mistakes. So in this video, I'm going to analyze a deal for you and with you that I did for one of my mastermind mentees. I'm going to show you exactly why it didn't work and the advice I gave him to move forward. Welcome. is as important as or more important than what you do do and what i mean by this is in the world of property sometimes you come across certain people who are so keen to do a property deal that they will lose all rational and logical processes for doing so just to get a deal done and then they pretty much become unstuck and they lose a hell of a lot of money and say Property doesn't work. I tried it. I've got the scars. I lost 50 grand, 100 grand, 250 grand, whatever the figure may be Because they weren't disciplined in the way that they should have done the deal. I'm going to share an example with you here uh, to demonstrate that uh, with uh, one of my mastermind attendees it was a really nice guy who was looking at a particular deal was about to do it until I gave him the advice that I did. And I thought I'd share that with you because I'm hoping you're gonna find it useful. So this chap was buying a property, it's a pub uh, and it's two floors, on for 600 grand and has been on the market for two years. He's agreed to buy it for 550 grand. Here's the interesting thing. The, The property had a tenant with a lease Two years to go on the lease, but the tenant has vacated, which means the property is empty, and it was getting forty thousand pounds rent per annum. On that, it probably would have valued up, and it would have worked okay. But because it's vacant, it's not going to value at five fifty, and the bank's not going to lend the money until we have we overcome a small little problem, which is finding a new tenant, and that's not going to be easy. Furthermore, the problem is uh, made worse to some extent because on the first floor my mastermind attendee wants to convert it into flats which means he won't get 40 grand for downstairs, he'll get less, let's call it 25,000 for example although he'll have residential income or rental income for upstairs so you only have 25 for downstairs so that's going to make it worse in terms of the valuation to start off with and then it becomes a mixed-use property the reason why he was paying 55 or 555 was he was going to have an option agreement where he applies for planning for five flats on the first floor and the deal is Subject to planning, so it's still gonna cost him a fair amount, let's just say anywhere from 15,000 to 30,000 pounds, depending on which planning consultant, uh, architect, and whatever other work needs doing. Uh, it depends on the type of people he engages for that. So it's gonna cost him uh, quite a bit, and if planning doesn't go through, then he has a problem, he's lost the money. If it does go through, he's paying 550. In my opinion, I said to him, I don't think that deal stacks up. So let's run through the scenario. Let's say he spends 20,000 pounds, gets the planning for uh, upstairs. and so we've got 20 grand here for the planning. Just a conservative number. Let's say it costs him 60,000 pounds per flat. I'm assuming, by the way, I've not seen the property. It might cost him 75 grand per flat. It might cost 90 grand per flat. He might do it for 50 grand. But let's just be safe and say, does it for 60, uh, 60 grand per flat times five flats gives us 300,000 pounds to convert it. Then you got downstairs where he's got the commercial space, which we said he'll get 25,000 pound rent for, subject to finding a tenant. And let's now say that he has five uh, tenants paying him 600 pounds rent, because the, the uh, small flats per flat per month. So six times five gives us 3000 pounds per month times 12 months. This is if there's no voids, by the way, but just can keep it simple though Gives him 36,000 pounds rental income per annum and he spent 300 grand on it. So the figure we were trying to get to is how much is this place worth? once you've done the refurbishment and you've got a tenant downstairs and the figure that we came up with 550 Let's just go over here start a new page. 550 plus the 300 grand plus the 20,000 pound planning costs plus uh, stamp duty land tax and legal fees and everything else. Let's just add another 20,000 pounds to be on the safe side. Uh, could be more than that, but it's called, called 20. Grand. So 880 cost 890,000 pounds plus he's got. Bank funding or all that. Let's just round it off to nine hundred and fifty thousand pounds for interest payments. Now, according to him, the property isn't going to be worth much more than nine hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Therefore, he's doing all this work and taking the risk because, and because I think the deal doesn't work. So he's taking all this risk. Uh, to possibly lose money. So we've got to fix something, we either fix this number here and we don't control valuations to some extent, okay, it's done by an independent third party well, value, so we can't fix that. We can possibly control some of this, but 60 grand per flat is a low number anyway so we can't do anything with this. So the only number we can fix or change is this number here. So my advice to him was looking at all of this you should offer Four hundred thousand pounds to buy this. That then gives you one hundred fifty thousand pounds here uh, as a margin with an option, subject to planning. The property's been on the market for two years. No one's buying it in a rush. You don't have to find a tenant. That's going to take your time anyway. So buy that time uh, to find a tenant, and then there is still not. I, in my uh, opinion. I wouldn't do this deal but if I were new or starting off uh, or I'd done a couple of small flips or deals I may be inclined or interested in doing this because we're all at different stages in our journey uh, but where I am now this just it doesn't have the margin and it doesn't excite me to do this particular deal for this particular person it works on these numbers here so the point I'm making is he was quite fixated that he'd got a £50,000 discount from the 600 grand asking price, was going to do this deal, would have done the deal, and if you got the planning, would have spent all this money, done all the work, it might have cost him more than 300 grand by the way, to do the work, uh, because he's not that experienced, so you always kind of make mistakes, and learn things as you go along, and then would have ended up somewhere over here, at best, and probably would have lost some money, as opposed to making it, and would have been scarred for life. So, the real point that I'm trying to make is number one, do the numbers and work backwards from the end to make sure it stacks up, if it doesn't, stop, do not force yourself to do a deal, even if you've got 550 grand cash in the bank for example, which most people don't by the way, but if you have, don't let that burn a hole in your pocket. Use the money wisely and get the best and the maximum return in the quickest way possible. And you can do that in property very easily. That's number one. Number two, extremely important, you have a sounding board, a mentor, a, uh, an advisor, a guide, a guru caller, whatever your teacher, whatever you want to call them, who you can speak to. And when you're doing things which you haven't done before, that person should have the experience, knowledge, expertise to guide you, hold your feet to the fire, challenge you, but at the same time support you and say, are you sure this is right? Let's talk through it and then kind of justify it through numbers basically. If you can't in the world of property, in my opinion, it's not worth doing. And this guy would have made that particular mistake. He's now going back and he's going to renegotiate. and explain to them exactly what I've done here. Say, this deal doesn't work. Whoever else comes in by the way, unless somebody comes in who wants to run the pub as a pub uh, That's fine, but if, if it hasn't gone uh, in the last two years and pubs aren't exactly thriving businesses in most areas. The reason why the previous tenant who vacated while he has a lease he just wasn't making money Uh, so that place probably doesn't work to some extent so therefore tell them whoever comes in is going to basically run the numbers just like me here so you you might as well do a a deal with me because whoever else comes in here might give you 400 grand or less so And because he's got this kind of system now, nice and simple, and you can see I'm not going into this in huge detail we could make this more complicated and look at return on capital employed and yield and the internal rate of return all that kind of stuff and look at all these costings as well and make it even more complicated but more precise Uh, I would do that if I was doing doing the deal and then I would go into that next phase then but for now, back of a cigarette packet pretty much calculation if it doesn't work, stop so I've told him, going forward, do this particular process and if it doesn't work, move on to the next deal don't force yourself to make deals happen it isn't worth it I think that's a really important point because if I look back at the deals that I've done in the past which haven't gone well, it's when I moved away from having some kind of a system and process for appraising deals and it's when I forced myself that I'm doing something new or different and I forced myself I said I want to do this and I've kind of gone in blind Uh, excited and enthusiastic but blind and haven't looked at every single thing and all all the consequences because everybody looks at the upside not many people look at the downside so it's important to look at the downside and make sure that you can live with the downside you're comfortable with it because things don't always work out as per the upside although we make decisions based on the upside because we're excited about it oh I'm gonna make 200 grand, or 150 grand, whatever else what if I don't what if it all goes horribly wrong what happens then And if that does happen, am I okay with it? Can I survive? Okay, can I justify it? If not, don't do it. Simple as that. I think that's a very important lesson. I'm gonna leave it there for today, because I think if you can comprehend that, and maybe you can relate to this. If you do, post in the comments below uh, and share your experiences. If you have a question, feel free to ask a question. more than happy to answer. If you're new to the channel, click like, subscribe, because you can see we give you good content. And obviously, I'm here to share with you very openly and transparently to help you become an even bigger and better property investor. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple.